The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at St. Edward Catholic Church in Ashland, Ohio, a parish of the Diocese of Cleveland. Each homily is preceded by a reading of the Gospel of the Day. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, it's customary for preachers occasionally to use a prop to help focus the attention of the assembly on the point they're trying to make. So, today I have a prop. It is, as you can see, a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, offering relief of five symptoms, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. I will get to the use of this prop in a moment, I promise. But for now, that I have your attention, perhaps from this point forward, when you see an ad for Pepto-Bismol, or perhaps have a need for Pepto-Bismol, or a similar product, you will hopefully remember the simple teaching ahead in this homily. Well, great words from our readings today, words of hope, anticipation, and empowerment. Go into the world and proclaim the gospel, and these signs will accompany you. Drive out demons, immunity from snakes and other poisons. Lay on hands and heal. You will receive power and become my witnesses to the ends of the earth. When we hear those words on the Feast of the Ascension, certainly the first few times we heard them over the years, it's not hard to have had visions of great things, to see ourselves serving God, following Jesus, and sharing the faith, to think about bringing about the conversion of others, performing miracles, serving the Lord in a special way, according to His will. I was thinking about those expectations of great things when it struck a chord as I was watching TV the other day. I saw an advertisement for, you guessed it, Pepto-Bismol. And in this commercial, they had several actors singing about this pink product, and the words they were singing included the five symptoms mentioned earlier, and in that order. As I heard the actors sing the line of the song with the last symptom, you know, the D one, I couldn't help but think, Of all the ways one can appear on television, this poor guy had to get stuck with that one. I mean, you know, at some point in his life, he decided to pursue a career in acting. Perhaps he took voice lessons as well as acting lessons. He might have had big dreams about where all that preparation and hard work might lead, a role in a movie, or perhaps a Broadway play, maybe a musical. Hard work, long hours, lots of additions, and high hopes. And when his shining moment comes, he gets to sing the symptoms of stomach medicine. And yet, 
It is what the job called for. It was a part, a singing part, and he did it to the best of his ability, I'm sure. My point is, whatever this actor may have seen himself doing when he decided to pursue acting and singing, it is most unlikely he ever saw himself singing about nausea, etc., in a Pepto-Bismol commercial. However, when the opportunity came, he took it and made the best of it. So, too, we may have found the living out of our call to follow Jesus a bit less glamorous, a bit less dramatic and miraculous than we first envisioned upon hearing these readings. Jesus was certainly true to his word, and we know from the history of the early church that the prophets and disciples did all these things and more. And I have no doubt that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we could today do any or all of them again. However, witnessing to our faith doesn't always go easy, and it isn't always well received. Our prayer life isn't always inspiring, and our prayers aren't always answered in the way we might have wished. Our opportunity to witness may not be in front of a large group of eager-to-convert would-be believers, but simply by the expression of kindness and patience in the checkout line. It may not be in miraculously healing the sick, but in lovingly visiting and or caring for the sick among our family, friends, parishioners, and others in need. It may not be handling deadly snakes, but running a drain snake down the clogged drain of our elderly neighbor who can't afford a plumber. A priest I once knew years ago, while he was teaching evangelization programs at a well-known university, told this story. He said shortly after he was ordained, he was assigned to an inner-city parish that operated out of a storefront-type location. He said money was tight, and at the parish they ran a bingo game one night a week to help raise funds and keep the church running. He said after bingo was over, one of his jobs was to clean the bathrooms in the multi-purpose room they used for bingo. He said that while cleaning the bathrooms, he would think about how never once while he was in seminary did he ever think that he would be exercising his priestly ministry cleaning toilets after bingo. But he accepted it and did so to the best of his ability. Of course, as I said at the time he told this story, he was actively leading an evangelization program at a prominent Catholic university. When God gives us just one gold talent instead of five, he still calls us to do what we can with the one, and he will do the rest. In the second reading, it speaks of our living worthily of the call we have received with all humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another through love, striving to preserve the unity of the Spirit. And this unity of the Spirit is the way that we as church achieve unity with Jesus our Savior and with God our Father. We know we receive the Holy Spirit in baptism and confirmation, and that it is the power of God working in and through the church. But the connectedness to God through this Spirit, by which we achieve this unity, can often seem a bit abstract and hard to visualize. For my second illustration, I will leave the area of over-the-counter medication and enter into the field of technology. I bought a new computer last week. My old one was a 2011 model, 10 years old if you can believe it. 
That's like 120 in dog years. Anyway, as I was looking at the possibility of an external monitor for the laptop that I had purchased, I reflected on the similarities and the differences between computer monitors and televisions. In many ways today, they can look quite similar on the outside. However, quite simply put, my conclusion is that in terms of our relationship with God, we are called to be monitors and not televisions. You see, monitors are connected to a central processing unit, a computer, and display whatever data the computer sends to them. Disconnect them from the computer and they go to sleep. In the same way, we are called to be connected to God and to display in our lives the qualities and virtues of true believers. Now, that does not mean that we are called to be clones of one another. Computer monitors have the ability to be fine-tuned. The picture can be shifted more to the left or more to the right. The colors can be tinted and the display enlarged or minimized. When several monitors are connected to one computer, different windows can be opened and displayed on each at the same time. So while one monitor might be displaying the corporal works of mercy, for example, another can be displaying the fruits of the Holy Spirit. While one monitor is showing the mysteries of the rosary, another can be focused on the Eucharist. The point is that all the monitors are connected to and illustrative of one central processing unit or unity that is God. Meanwhile, the television screens, on the other hand, are independent actors with 100, 500, or 1,000 channels each displaying their own chosen version of reality, values, truth, and what have you. There is no unity. There is no deity. Each one can choose for itself what to display completely independent of the other. When we act as monitors, connected to God, our central processing unit, be it by spiritual Wi-Fi or sacramental cable, then God is the source of our display, our words, our thoughts, and our actions. And we are all united to all the other monitors, networked, so to speak, through our spiritual connection to God. One body, one spirit, one Lord, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. It is relying on this unifying spiritual connection that we can respond to Jesus' call to proclaim the good news wherever we find ourselves, confident that he is with us always. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.